I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, it's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. He is... Julio. Gallerati. <laughs> As always, we are bringing you the finest in fuck-ups the best in bips, <laughs> blow-ups, best in blow-ups, bips. trying to go for alliteration there. <laughs> um, this week, we have a fantastic guest. It is the esteemed rapper Krills. Also known as Jay Krills. Yeah, why don't, Julia, why don't you give us a little uh, info about him? Well, he's just a very interesting dude. Spent a little time in jail. Yes. Uh, we were excited to get our first incarcerated guest. Our first incarcerated guest. Man, prison, what a place. What a place. I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, he's an upcoming rapper. Um, he was on tour with us last week uh, over the Thanksgiving holidays, kind of yes. like hanging out, helping out. Um, he's a very funny, interesting guy, so we're excited about that. So he'll be joining us for our Thursday episode. But for now, Julio and I have a lot to tell you guys and a lot to discuss. How was your week in Florida, dude? Dude, Florida was good, man. Um, it's, it's a very uh, low-key place. Boca Grande is the name of the island. There are a lot of pretty famous people that have houses down there. George Bush. Where is it exactly? A senior Sarasota, you said? It's like an hour and 10 minutes south of Sarasota, hour and a half north of Fort Myers. Right. I remember this. West Coast. Yeah, nice, man. Beautiful. So, so President George Bush has a house down there. Which which one? The the younger. Oh, the only gotcha, one gotcha. that's still alive. Oh, right. I of the two. H.W. Yeah. Do you remember when he, he did the coin toss or something for the Super Bowl? He was just so old. He's, he was the oldest man in America for, for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept getting older and older. He was. Yeah, we got to stop doing that. We did, who was it, Kirk Douglas at the Oscars? Oh, that the was, guy who fucked up the envelope? No, 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 no. That was Warren Beatty. Yes. Remember they wheeled a guy out last year in a wheelchair? Yeah. Was that Kirk Douglas? Was it Charlton Heston? It was, I think it was Kirk Douglas. Mm. And he. Uh, he could barely talk. He's like a hundred and something years old. Yeah, don't put those people. Don't put on these the people spot. on TV, man. Like, let them, let them, let them f- f- sort of fade away peacefully. Yeah, yeah right. You're like, you know, it would be great. Hmm. Like, let's get fucking Spartacus out here. Let's highlight a person who doesn't look like a person anymore. <laughs> if you have just... to be wheeled anywhere, you should probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, hundred yeah. percent. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just hoping that I got everybody right in that story. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm impressed. Was it Kirk Douglas? Okay. Chris is well. Chris looks that up. The other two people, famously, that have a houses on Boca Grande are because it's a small island. It's a very small community. Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama okay. football. He coached in the NFL for a bit too, right? He did. He did famously in the Blind Side, right? Which was uh, Michael Orr. That story by uh you guys know that it's about him well no what happened was michael orr was recruited by nick saban to come play football i can't even remember where he was coaching in college at that time maybe it was georgia or something it was it lsu yeah it was lsu so he nick saban comes in recruits him and they really liked nick saban i remember that nick saban commented on how lovely the drapes were in the house where Michael Orr lived. <laughs> Clever So Fox. his like adoptive mother was very pleased and touched by that. And then 
shortly after he recruited him, Nick Saban went off to the NFL. Mm. So had he gone to play for LSU, they would have been pissed. So anyway, the whole point is Nick Saban's got a house down there. And you know who else has a house down there is Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson. What's with all these like um, good old American boys living down there? Yeah, yeah. I, apparently they like it for the privacy because nobody really bothers them. But Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, uh, you know, the two guys, Clemson and Alabama have played in the national championship game. They One of them has for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years or something. And a lot of the time they face each other. So the two of these head coaches have a standing bet where if they meet in the national championship, the winner, or sorry, the loser will buy the other a gift certificate for the one good restaurant on the island. It's called The Temptation. Wow. And what was crazy was the first year that they had this bet, uh, Dabo Sweeney lost and he gave Nick Saban a $250 gift certificate to The Temptation, right? With a note. And then the next year, uh, Dabo Sweeney won and Nick Saban lost. And Nick Saban gave him a $500 gift certificate, uh, which well is it's the ultimate, like, my dick's bigger than yours, even though I lost. <laughs> yeah, pretty like good. Competition in all facets yeah. of life. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, speaking of Jefferson really quick, I did write another blog, which was uh, ranking the best um, U.S. currency denominations for ingesting uh, cocaine this holiday I saw that. season. Did you say the $2 bill? I said the $2 bill Son was my bitch. number one. Most people would say the 100 right? That's the kind of the one you expect. Right. Because they reprint them. They do, and the 100 is so crisp, and right. it goes hand in hand with you know, the wealth and the cleanliness of cocaine. With fucking cracking queso off a mirror, dude. Yeah, exactly. But I said the $2 bill because you can only get them from the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I mean, That's pretty funny. The Tooth Fairy in the post office, as far as I can tell, are the only places to get $2 bills. Can um, you name every person on every bill and coin? As, as, as a result of writing this blog now, I can. Okay. I don't know about every coin. Well, I mean, the coins, I mean, we, we only have a few coins. Okay, who's on the quarter? Washington. Washington. Who's on the penny? Lincoln. Wow. Who's on the nickel? Jefferson. Uh, Is that wrong? Is it... That might be right. That might be right. Chris, can we get a check on that? The dime is Eisenhower? That can't be right. Oh, fuck. Do I have a dime in my pocket? The thing is, the dime is so small that you can't even tell. Let's take a look at this. The dime, the nickel, the nickel's got to be Jefferson. I'm looking at it right now. I happen to have every denomination of coin in my pocket. This is incredible. <laughs> I believe it's Franklin Roosevelt. FDR? It looks like him. Which, what is it? The dime? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. The 50 cent is Kennedy. 
Those are cool. So those are other te- tooth fairy pieces. Yeah. And is that another thing for doing bumps of cocaine? Yeah. Well, I said I said the Sacagawea <laughs> Golden Dollar because she is on that coin with her baby infant swaddled over her shoulder, and there's something so uh, cute about blowing lines of coke off a baby's forehead. That's what I said. That's great. Also, I... not for nothing, uh, cocaine shows up better on a golden coin than a silver coin. Hey, man, listen. Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, the only like the biggest wild card of currency's got to be Alexander Hamilton on the ten. How about that, right? That's that's the only. Is that the only non-president? No, Benjamin Franklin is on the hundred. Franklin is on the one hundred. Everybody uh, else is presidents, I believe. But but Hamilton was on the ten because he was the first Treasury Secretary, oh. and he also talked. He I think he built the first central bank, and so a lot of our monetary structure in America is attributed to him. Interesting. And the vision that he had. I don't know. I'm not getting that. From well, this, this, now a lot of Lin-Manuel Miranda parallels now in this episode. How about that? I remember my, my brother, my brother went to Wesleyan and during his commencement speech, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda gave it. And it was right when Hamilton was becoming popular. I had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's this fucking bozo rapping? <laughs> Did he like, rap at the yeah, commencement You guys speech? are going to graduate. And it was just so fucking, <laughs> dude, it was so cringy, bro. I was like, who is this fucking guy? Yeah. But then he just blew up. Yeah, um, he did. He's a huge celeb now. Huge star. I just remember being like, God, fucking snooze city. Dude, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I, I saw uh, him in his first musical, which was called In the Heights. Oh, yeah. And I think he it was wrote about, that? Uh, Queens, right? Washington or, Heights, Washington I believe. Heights. And he he wrote that and, and no did did that and it was the first musical where anyone had ever like rapped in a musical. Ah. And I remember my mom pitching it to me, being like, "Yeah, it's kind of supposed to be like stomp a little bit," but people were raving about it. And we went as a family, and I remember being like, "I can't follow any of this shit." Wow, they are singing too <laughs> fucking fast. Oh right, what is going on here? That's hilarious. Um, and there was cool dancing though. That was the best part. The dancing was cool. And then years later, of course, you know, Hamilton came out and just like eviscerated everything. every fucking white person on earth had to get tickets and then brag about how they'd gone oh, to God. see hamilton and post on instagram them standing in front of the marquee it was the next book of mormon yeah and then and then you had all these people that would go like a year after and you knew that they weren't seeing it with the original cast and then i just wanted to be like dude you shouldn't even be posting about that you're fuck. that's embarrassing oh yeah nice man. Like, oh you saw hamilton yeah uh i remember when i saw it with the original cast and then sorry you went with this total jv squad of <laughs> actors that have replaced it because everyone else who was on the first cast Moved on to bigger and better things. Right. The Sunday 11 a.m. show three yeah. years later. Oh, you saw the Torco version <laughs> like of the musical? In Colorado. Rolled through Denver. There's <laughs> 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 a fucking roving band of gypsies that came into town with their, with their dogs. Carnies. Know, walking behind the fucking float. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, let's talk about some of the oops of the week. What do we got? All right, guys. So thank you for giving us some uh, good mistakes and oopses. We're excited to share them. Uh, This one is from Danielle. Um, So here it goes. Major Thanksgiving oops that relates to you both. You love this, right, Francis? That's presumptuous, but okay. (laughs) It's long, but hopefully worth the read. It's actually not that long, and we appreciate that. Oh, for two, Danielle. (laughs) I'm a content writer and serve in a restaurant on the side. Today, I worked a banquet and hooked up my phone to play Christmas music for the whole room. I hadn't realized Oops was in my queue. Immediately after Frosty the Snowman, 
the first two and a half minutes of Ginger Pride played before I noticed. She's referring to our episode with Nathan McIntosh a couple weeks ago. <laughs> she goes, I quickly played a Christmas song and cleared my cue, but not before the entire room filled with kids and families on Thanksgiving heard Nathan shout variations of fuck for a good 20 seconds. <laughs> Two tables complained about the music choices. I personally apologized to them and explained what had happened. That's fucking great. That's fantastic. Oh, wait, sorry. It's not over. Um, explain what had happened. They were super nice about it, but I was mortified. On the bright side, maybe you'll have a few more listeners after today. Yeah. Well done, Danielle. That's fantastic. That's how we do it, Danielle. That's a great oops. That's a great oops. Yeah, you know, um, that's almost right up there with, like, uh, porn coming on, you know, when you see, like, uh, fucking great. Oh, Whenever there's, like, a, a college professor that's, like, doing a presentation and they open up their laptop and, like, porn comes on the screen or something. And they're right there, right there, right there, right there. Yeah. 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 I'm coming out of my tight hole. Get it good. Get it good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Kids, man. Nathan McIntosh screaming about, you know, what the fuck? Like, what? I've been a teacher my whole life. What are you saying? What are you saying here? What the fuck are you talking about? That's pretty good. That's yeah, that's fantastic. I, I could just hear him blasting that sermon out to children, <laughs> all of whom probably have no idea what he's talking about. You know, it's such a specific subject we were on. That's hilarious. That's great. Love that. Good oops. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, here's another one from Molly, I believe, judging by her handle. I had wrapped a sex position calendar I planned on giving to my boyfriend on Christmas and accidentally brought it to my family Christmas. He unwrapped the gift in front of my whole family, and it was our first Christmas together. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's great. That sucks. Yeah. Why would he? Uh, you got to be careful with something like that. You know, put oh, that God. gift in a different place. Dude, the roles, too, in that situation are fantastic. It's the girl whose parents are there for her Christmas and she gave it to her boyfriend, who then opened it. And like, let's see what you got there. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, well. It's so not his fault at all, and yet still he's going to be the one under the heat lamp for the rest of the week. Oh, dude. I mean, I stayed at my girlfriend's house in Chicago last weekend, and just the idea of, like, waking up at your girlfriend's house all, like, groggy, mm. and then being like, good morning. <laughs> and then, like, you want some coffee? Like, that is unbearable. <laughs> the idea of that makes me so uncomfortable. I can't imagine opening a sex position calendar in front of her dad. Oh, boy. Boy, and especially because those calendars, whatever, 30 to 31 days in a month, you know, you're seeing depictions of at least 25 sex positions that nobody fucking uses. Oh, wow. I didn't where think of that. Where feet are wrapped around necks. The pretzel? And all, yeah, all kinds of <laughs> fucking weird uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> iterations that have been morphed for ejaculatory purposes. <laughs> It's expert so position yeah it's so stupid i mean delia also talks about this on his podcast he said that there really are only, get the fuck out of here there are five sex positions right? Right, right you know it's it's missionary doggy girl on top facing you girl on top facing away and i guess spoon right but you know fuck spoon right such a nightmare <laughs> so all anything beyond that, yeah. Your dad and your mom are gonna be like, "Wow, I hope you're not gonna do that on March 7th. Oh my, dude, it's it's bad. 
it's bad in every scenario. If the dad isn't cool, it's bad. And if he is cool, it's even worse. Yeah. He's like, oh, so uh, it's March 7th today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the day where they were going to get that lamp involved. <laughs> uh, That's bad, dude. Jesus. Also, imagine how much of a nightmare it would be to have sex every single day of a month. Oh, at I my did. age, forget, forget it. about it. Forget it. Forget about it. <laughs> No shot. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Oh, here's what I wanted to ask you about. When you go and visit your girlfriend's family, mm -hmm. do you, they make you two sleep in different bedrooms? So this is funny, actually. No, they absolutely don't. Right. But she thought that they would, or she was like, so I remember the first time I stayed over, uh, she's like, should we sleep in different rooms? Like she suggested her parents were like, he's in his 30s. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me think that you were like the first boyfriend she'd ever brought home. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't know. No, no. She had a boyfriend for a while before me. But she, she clearly didn't know the family policy. That, oh, that's true. I don't. Yeah, I'm not, I wonder about that. Hmm. But they were younger, maybe. I, I'm not sure. It's hmm. interesting. It's pretty old fashioned at this point, I think, to to have parents that say that you need to sleep in different bedrooms. Well, especially if you're deep into adulthood. Yeah, and they know that you two sleep in, you know. It's, it just seems like such a ridiculous thing to stick to if you know that the couple is spending the night with each other all the time. Right, right. And also, like, but I don't understand how that could even, how or why that's a policy. I get if it's a religious thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, I can't imagine somebody enforcing that um, if it's a boyfriend. I've only ever seen it with very, very traditional families. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, but dude, one, th one challenge that I have anytime if I'm in my girl's bed or if I'm on the road in a hotel, there's something about fucking pillows where like I need them to be a specific height and density, but that height and density changes every night. Oh, it sure does. So some nights two pillows works and other nights I need to do one. Does that happen to you? Yes, but I can, I, I know I've figured out why. Why? Dude, I have a Tempur-Pedic pillow here that's really firm. That is the perfect pillow for me. So I'm always trying to recreate that wherever I am. And a lot of pillows on the road are super thin and bullshit deflated pillows. And mm -hmm. that's when I have to use two. But what if, for the Tempur-Pedic one, is that particular Tempur-Pedic always work for you in your bed every single time? Yeah. Okay. Your bed changes in your own home bed? My pillow distribution changes in my own bed. What the hell? Am I the only person? If, if, you, if any of you guys agree with me, please let us know because I'm wondering about this. That's crazy. But yeah, dude, like some nights on like last night, for example, and I know like I have a couple that are thicker and a couple that are thinner and some nights I'll need like the thinner one on the bottom and the thick one on top or some nights I can't use the thick one at all. Mm -hmm. And it's a crazy thing that like fucks up my, fucks up my sleep. Well, that is also, you're probably going to get some crazy neck issues too. Do you sleep on your back? I usually sleep on my stomach. That's not good for you. Is it not? Why? You're not supposed to sleep on your stomach. You don't think so? You're talking flat out body. Yeah, like. Yeah, Chris is demonstrating. And I actually do put one leg up, as, as a matter of fact. Dude, you got you to gotta transition. Pillow to, underneath the leg. Why? You got to transition to be. I know what you're talking about. You got to transition to being sleeping on your back. Why is that? It's better for your neck and better for your back. Really? Yeah. But I have no neck or back problems. Not now. <laughs> Not now. That, you know, come talk to me in ten, 15 years. God damn when it. You're, and they also say it's bad for your skin to sleep on your face. Yeah, sure is. I feel like my skin's all right. It does look good. But if you have to wear creams and stuff at night, all that shit's going right into the 
right into the fucking pillow. Well, hopefully I've already absorbed the creams. No. Creams absorb throughout the night. They do? It's a it's a slow burn. It's a soak. Oh, okay. I don't know. You're, you're... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making this stuff up. I don't really know much about derm, dermatology. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, this is a shift, but I was... I saw this commercial the other day, and it's always funny to see subtle elitism and racism in commercials. Sure. Like, have you ever heard of the company Viking River Cruises? I think so. It's supposed to be this fancy cruise line. Okay. And in the ad, at one point, the woman says, and I forget the amount of passengers it is, let's say 50, a place for 50 like-minded travelers. To me, that is just essentially being racist and elitist. Why would it be racist? Like-minded passengers because like-minded implies that everybody is a certain level that they can either afford or and 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 it's exclusion excluding people. It's like this is expensive, only you can afford it. Therefore, we are now calling the elites like-minded. Well, I can understand it more on an elitism spectrum, but I don't know about racism. And there just feels like there's undertones of racism in that. Is it because it's called Viking Quest? Viking Viking cruise lines? Like maybe, but that doesn't that doesn't bother you? Uh, for me, I think I think that they're probably just saying like we want people who enjoy being on cruises. Fifty like-minded passengers. Yeah, like everybody comes on board and they're like, "Oh man, I love cruises." What's the buffet? Ooh, might they have a comedian to perform? Let's all go to the show together and make friends and carry on together for the rest of our lives. But this is the best cruise line that exists. The fanciest, exclusive. Oh. They advertise on the Tennis Channel. Wow. Viking. And the woman has an accent like this for 85 like-minded passengers. Wow. Well, but, but okay, so that is interesting. 50 mm-hmm. passengers is really not that many people for a cruise. So maybe you're, is it super elite? Maybe. I don't know. But these like minded passengers, people who can afford it, the woman sounds as white as you can be. I think that anybody on that boat is going to be happy to be there, right? So maybe that's where the like mindedness comes from. That's what their PR team would say. <laughs> 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 Clever. High society. Oh, you're you're casting me as like a Viking cruise line, you know, staunch advocate, somebody who goes on these cruises all the time and is glad when there aren't any minorities on the on board. <laughs> right. But that's not the case. I've never I would never go on a cruise. I, I really wouldn't. I've never been on one of you. No, no. I've just no. Pass. Doesn't seem like fun. Yeah. Or like a cruise never. You ever done a cruise gig? No. Have you? No. Never. I know Graham yeah. K. Graham K. does them all the time. Does he do them all the time? I yeah. know he's done them. It's hard. Yeah, he has a good attitude. He's a pretty stoic. Fella. Yeah, he just bangs it out. But but yeah, you have to have two clean hours. Yeah, and you can't swear at all because it's all ages. And you can't like repeat your jokes because people come to like two shows. Right. So you have to do two two totally separate hours. Tough. That's a that's a very demanding. What? Oh, the clink. Why? Just in case you have to quarantine somebody a passenger? somebody somebody? Hmm. Wow. Chris is talking about how cruise ships have jails on them. I think you're reading a lot of pirate fiction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been Oops the Podcast. That's pretty much all we need. Uh, you guys are great. Thanks for sticking with us, listening to us. Uh, we love you. As we said, later on this week, we'll have Jay Krill's 
rapper extraordinaire, also has done some time at Rikers. And we're going to explore all of that uh, on Thursday. As for now, it's me at Francis C.C. Ellis. He's at Not Julio. Um, thanks, thanks so much for listening to Oops the Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.